Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and today, joining us, our guest is the one, the only, well, Kevin Thompson, me. Uh, Last week, you probably all watched the inauguration of President Joe Biden, and it's my contention, and I think biblically it's expected of us to be praying for our new president, whether you like him or not, or whether you accept the results of the election or not, he is the certified uh, president of the United States, and uh, I am certainly concerned about many of his policies and many of his philosophies and beliefs, but I'm going to pray for this man. And so um, this past week at the chapel where I teach, I I taught a message basically uh, pretending I was at the inauguration and I was asked to give a charge to the president and to the assembled guests, and so I thought I'd air that here today on the podcast. Uh, I believe I did that uh, a couple of years ago with Donald Trump, uh, and I'd like to do it with President Biden here today. So I have to say the the audio is not the greatest um, because for some reason uh, the video didn't turn out. I I reference uh, being able to be seen, but unfortunately that video, I don't know why, didn't convert right. If you're using Zoom, um, I'd love to talk to you about how to get an unconverted file to convert. But anyway, I do have the audio of that. I thought I'd air that today. So this is me uh, pretending as if I were speaking to the crowd at the inaugural address uh, back on January 20th. So without further ado, I give to you the Reverend Kevin J. Thompson. President Biden, Vice President Harris, Speaker Pelosi, Dignified guests, my fellow Americans. Okay, no, no applause for the Americans. Okay, I get it. My fellow Americans, I've been charged here today to address our our new president, as I did four years ago with our previous president, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> that wasn't good. And so I, I'd like to take a few moments and, and talk to you, all of you, but especially you, Mr. President and Madam Vice President, about what your role is here. And I think it's good for all of us to, to brush up on this as this new day is done. So, President Biden, I have three things to say to you. Number one, Remember who you are. So who are you? Number one, you were appointed by God. The Bible says here in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. A plurality of Americans voted for you. I'm glad no one was doing that. Um... A plurality of Americans voted for you, but you were not chosen merely by uh, the American people or the Dominion voting system, um, if you're a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, um, you are selected by God himself. So your first obligation is not to the American people or even your own family or to your party or to your voters, but your first obligation is to God himself. Remember, Your authority comes not merely from the Constitution, not merely from your election, 
not merely by the people, but by God. That should give you a sense of humility. Your first priority is to follow your God, follow the, the only true and living God. So number one, remember that you have been appointed by God. But number two, you are a servant of God. If we look at that chapter, we don't have time today to go through the entire chapter of Romans 13. But not only are you chosen by God, but you are to be a servant of God. So you're to listen to what he says, seek out his advice, and then for do it. And being a servant, according to Romans 13, uh, verse 4, 5, 6, is to do really two things. It's to punish and protect. So first, to punish. The Bible says the, the talks about the sword. In other words, your purpose is to protect those who are doing right by punishing those who are doing wrong, which first tells us that you have to have a good idea of what right and wrong is. You are to protect the innocent by going after the guilty, which means you have to have a sense of morality, a sense of right and wrong. And we believe that comes from the scriptures. And you, if you're true to your own faith, the one that you have spoken of many times, in fact, during this inauguration, you have quoted scripture, uh, you would agree with us that truth is found in the word of God. So I urge you to live by those standards that are found in Scripture. It's Scripture that tells us uh, what is right and what is wrong. And so for you to wield the sword properly, you first have to have an understanding of simple morality, what the Bible says is right and wrong. So therefore, you are to go after those who have broken laws, those who have uh, transgressed, uh, whether it's the Constitution or uh, laws of the state or local government, it is your job to enforce the laws that you have been given. That's even uh, a constitutional as your job as the executive found in Article 2 of the Constitution. But also to your, your job is to create an atmosphere where those who are doing right can flourish. Those who are doing what God has told us to do can flourish. There are many people right now who are, who are worried about what you're going to do. There are many Christians who are worried about how this is going to affect their church. Are we still going to be able to promote the biblical ideals of sexuality and gender and things of that nature? Are we still going to be able to preach the gospel, the exclusivity of the gospel, meaning that there's only one way to heaven? Are we still even going to be able to keep our, our churches open? We would ask you to create an atmosphere where we can do just that, where the gospel can flourish. We're not asking you to preach the gospel. That's not your job as president. We're not asking you to uh, enforce religious dogma or doctrine. That's not your job as president. But we are asking you to create an atmosphere where we can do that in our proper roles, in our prop, uh, proper circles of influence. So you to create an atmosphere where right can flourish and wrong can be punished. So we ask you to stand up for religious liberty. We ask you to defend our First Amendment rights and rights that are not even given to us by the Constitution. But again, as the founding fathers said, as Jefferson said in our Declaration of Independence, these rights come from God. And the purpose of government is to secure these God-given rights given to us by our Creator. And we ask you to do just that. So number one, you were appointed by God. Number two, you are to be a servant of God. And, and number three, most importantly, you are to be directed by God. Proverbs 21.1 says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, 
he turns it wherever he will. So the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Proverbs 21.1. I'm reminded of this day as I'm standing here in my chair. This beautiful Capitol building. Isn't this wonderful? And that was Joshua's show. Uh, excuse me, that was the bird. Happened to be low, low class. Um, but we're asking you to recognize the fact that God is ultimately in charge. We want you to seek his will, just as I, as I was getting to, Solomon. Solomon, at the dedication of the temple back in the Old Testament. He prayed as he was becoming a king. He, he, he wanted not just merely to um, be rich or to be famous, but he asked to be wise. He wanted God to direct him. He wanted God to make him a king that would do the right thing. President Biden, we want that for you. We want you to be wise. We want you to have the discernment and the wisdom you need to make the difficult decisions that only you can make. We want you to surround yourselves with the best and the brightest, the, the best counselors and advisors that you can find that will show you the way of righteousness and show you the way that you should go. We pray for you. We want you to seek God's wisdom. But more importantly, this verse points out another truth. God will use you. God is sovereign. God is in charge. God will use you one way or another. God will always accomplish his will. He is the ultimate sovereign, not you. He is the ultimate king to which we bow, not you. And yes, according to this verse, he can take your mind, your will, and, and bend it and twist it as he wants to. Again, I think of another king in, in, in the Old Testament, Pharaoh, back in Egypt. According to Romans chapter 9, God used Pharaoh as a tool. Pharaoh thought he was standing up. We remember Moses standing up to Pharaoh. Let my people go. 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 Let my people go. But he wouldn't, right? And we saw all of these plagues. And we see the purpose of these plagues that only hit the Egyptians and not the, the Israelites. We saw these plagues. The purpose of them was to see how powerful God was so that all the earth would know that there is a God in Israel. So... You will be used. God will have his way. And we want you not to get in the way of that. We want you to embrace that. The Bible says also every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we want you to do that. Of your own accord, but be assured it's going to happen whether you like it or not. All right, so again, my, my advice to you. My charge to you is remember who you are. You were appointed by God. You are to be a servant of God. And you were directed by God. You will be directed by God. So number two, my charge to all of you, the citizens of the great country we live in, the United States of America. Okay. So... My charge to you is simply do your job. And I'm going to give you three points here as well. So uh, I'm a Baptist. Three points is what we do. Number one, respect the president. 
respect the president. Romans 13, 7. Respect to whom respect is owed and honor to whom honor is owed. Second, uh, excuse me, 1 Peter 2, 17. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor, or honor the king. I said uh, a plurality of Americans, I know that's under the plurality of Americans um, voted for President Biden. But a whole bunch of people did. Seven, over seven million people, uh, actually more than that, but uh, lots and lots and lots of people did not, did not vote for the president. But he did vote for the president. Well, this, maybe this is why I wasn't invited to the inaugural. Um, so uh, a huge number of people did not vote for President Biden. They voted for President Trump or a third-party candidate. And my charge to you is you've got to respect God's choices. We just said God chose President Biden for whatever um, his will, whatever his um for whatever his choices, he, he did that. We have to respect that. We respect the president. We honor him. We pray for him. We'll get into in a second, but we honor him. We don't mock him. We don't trash him, lie, gossip. That's unchristian. It's not merely un-American, but it's not of God. It's ungodly. We are treat the president with respect in his office. Uh, has respect that God has commanded us to have. To disrespect President Biden is to disrespect God. That's again, going back to Romans chapter 13. We're not just, it seems like, you know, we, we ignore biblical commands against gossip and slander when it comes to politicians, and that's just unacceptable. The president has, uh, must have our respect. That's our job. If we're not doing that, we are in sin. So be careful how you joke. Be careful how you refer to the president. Be careful of the memes even that you're spreading around the internet. Be careful about forwarding false information. Check your sources. Be respectful. Number two, pray for the president. First Timothy 2, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions. That we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. So we need to pray for the president. Pray for his wisdom. Pray for his salvation. Pray for, uh, again, his, um, his leadership. We pray that he will lead in such a way, as we talked about before, that he will promote an atmosphere where right can flourish. We want him to promote freedom, liberty, and peace. So pray for the president. Make it a point to pray every day for this man. Again, we're not praying in precatory prayers that God will strike him dead or whatever. We're praying that God will bless him as he blesses our country, bless him as he seeks to uh, to do what is right. And maybe we even need to pray that the Lord would correct him in certain areas. So respect the president, pray for the president, and finally, if need be, call out the president. Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, the apostles have been imprisoned for the mere crime of preaching the gospel, for simply proclaiming the good news of salvation, the good news that we are sinners, but Christ is our Savior, that he will save anyone who comes to him in repentance. For that crime, they were beaten and imprisoned. And when told not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore, they declared in Acts 5, 
But Peter and the, uh, the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Ultimately, our greatest allegiance is not to the president or to the country, but to God himself. And if we have a conflict between God and country, it's God who wins. We are always to obey God rather than man. We respect and support the president, but we don't overlook what is wrong. We call him out when need be. We do so with respect and honor, not with anger or hatred, but we, we stand up for what is right, no matter what the cost. We think of several biblical examples. Again, we talked about Moses standing before Pharaoh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, standing before Nebuchadnezzar, standing, refusing to bow before his idol of gold, even to the point of being thrown into a fiery furnace. We see John the Baptist standing against the, the immorality of Herod. We see, again, the apostles standing before the Jewish authorities and even the Roman authorities. We obey God rather than men. There are areas we know that we will disagree with this president on. Issues even like the sanctity of life. We urge you, Mr. President, to reconsider your position. You, you, you claim to be pro-life personally, but you will not take that stand publicly. You will not take that stand politically. But we urge you to stand for the innocent, unborn um, that are among us. We want you to fight for what is right. And there'll be many er there'll, there'll probably be other areas that we will have to stand against you if you do not do the right thing. Again, we will do so respectfully, we do so honorably, but we will do so. And if worse comes to worse, we take the punishment that comes with that. Whether that's higher taxes or whether that's uh, increased regulation or whether that's even imprisonment or death. We, we stand before God before we stand before you. We want, you know, that's that, that is a way of honoring you. That is a way of respecting you. Because we're going to respect the higher authority that we want you to do. Because that's what's best for our country. That's what's best for you. That's what's best for this world. So we will stand for righteousness. We will uh, do what is right no matter what the consequence. But we do that because we love you. We do that because we want to see you um, flourish. We want to see you do what's right. So, Mr. President, remember who you are. You're appointed by God. You're a servant of God. We want to be used by God. And for all of us, we want to respect the president. We want to pray for the president. And if need be, we're going to call out the president. So as we head into a new presidential term for the next four years, Mr. President, you have our support when you need it. You have our support when you are right. And when you are wrong, you have our support in the fact that we're going to call you out on that. We will pray for you. We want you to do well. We want this country to do well. So I close by saying, Mr. President, God bless you. And God bless the United States. Okay. All right, well, that's our podcast for this week. And I did forget to mention that that uh, was recorded in front of a live studio audience, one of my classes there at school. And they were so excited they didn't have to take a test over this or a quiz, so that's why they're cheering so much and pretty happy. They were bought off. <laughs> anyway, just like every politician does. Anyway, so um, you'll want to join us next week. We're going to have a great guest. Dayton Bennett is going to be talking. He's my friend, fellow teacher. Uh, we've been talking about children's ministries. You won't want to miss that. And 
We've got some book interviews coming up. Our uh, series on Calvinism will be launching soon, a series on the Apostles' Creed. I am really looking forward to 2021 in terms of the podcast. So share this with your friends, please. Get the word out about the podcast. Uh, I'm meeting some of you guys for the first time. Some of you listeners are telling me you're enjoying the podcast. And if you do have some comments, share them with me. Uh, basicbiblepodcast at gmail.com basicbiblepodcast at gmail.com you could also join us on our Facebook group Basic Bible Podcast or join the action on Twitter and Instagram at Basic Bible Cast um, so join us in all those places share this podcast with your friends so until next week have a great day